And we started working on the Hemshech of the Sugya of Hishtadlis in specific in regards to if you have a person <coughs> who doesn't have any of the reasons that the Chavos Zavavah said that one needs to do Hishtadlis, if a person doesn't need to be tested, and we'll read the words in again in a minute, or if a person doesn't need to keep himself out of trouble because he's a good guy. So then, he should, shouldn't need a hishtadlis. Right? It's a very logical progression. <clears throat> if a person, if there are two reasons for hishtadlis, and then those reasons don't apply, so then hishtadlis shouldn't apply. Right? It's mathematical. So that's what we said last week on page 89. And we'll just read the English on the bottom, right? Let's just read the English. If a person strengthens himself in the service of, of God, choosing to be fearful of Him and to rely on Him with regard to both Torah and worldly matters, a person is constantly thinking, connecting, and having bitachon, trust, and a Baruch both in Gashmis and in Ruchnis. There's no, there's nothing, there's no sugya where bitachon doesn't touch. We've discussed this many times. Bitachon is in all areas. Ruchnis and Gashmis, everything. So if he has the trust in a Kaddish Baruch additionally, if he turns away from inappropriate character traits, he's working on his midos, and instead strives toward good character traits, and he does not rebel against God, even at times when he is at rest, we discussed this point last week, he does not rebel against God even at times he is at rest, parenthetically because he what? He realizes that a Kaddish Baruch gave him that rest, <clears throat> when he is at rest from his stresses and does not turn toward leisure, again, parenthetically, it doesn't mean a person can't take a vacation if it's needed. It means in excess. Rather, he constantly involves himself at the service of God. Davening, learning, it could even be, we said, could be working out. If that's going to aid his, in his life, it's going to help him feel good, healthy, which helps him daven, which helps him learn, which helps him be a good father, husband, whatever, wife, <laughs> <clears throat> so all of these things can be in line with Avodah Hashem. Specifically, if a person has in mind that he trusts in a Kaddish Baruch in all areas, right? A person who doesn't trust in a Kaddish Baruch Hu in Ruchnias and he doesn't understand the Sugi of Bitochen, so then he might actually cut, he might overdo it in the Ruchnias area. I have to learn every single second. I have to dive in every single second. Every single moment I have open, I have to put in a safer, I have to do something. Right? There are people like that. Because they think that they have, they have it's all on them. The entire chrais of Ruchnis is on them. We're going to learn in detail, not yet, we're not there yet, but <clears throat> there is a difference between the Heshtadlis Bitachon in Ruchnis and Gashmis. But what is not appropriate <clears throat> is for a person to think too much that the chrais is on him in, in, in Ruchnis. And he doesn't involve himself with some kind of limud every single second, then he's a lo yitzluch, he's a, he's a mevatel Torah, he's a bad guy. That's not true either. That's, that's, the Kodesh Baruch doesn't want us to stress out either, right? If a person's stressing out over something, that's not with bitachon. Right? If a person's doing something too much, where he comes to the place of stress, he's overburdening himself, we have to stop. Where are these thoughts coming from? that's making me overdo it. Where, where is it coming from? If you follow the line back in your brain where it's coming from, it's probably not going to come from, I trust in God, therefore I'm overdoing it. Probably not, right? 
like 99% of the time. So we have to follow where these things are coming from. So both in Ruchnis and Gashmis, a person has to have that bitachon. So he doesn't have that problem, this person. This person that you're referring to does not have that problem of over... This this person the chavos of us, mostly not. It's simply perfect, but you know, al derech, al derech, al haderech, al haderech. Al haderech is perfect at this stage where he's at. He's perfect. Everybody's perfect at every stage of their head. Right, depending on how where's how you uh, see things, but we're talking about a person who's in according to his own madrigas, he's working higher, higher, higher. I don't want to say the word perfect because then, then we'll never say I'm never here. So <clears throat> we're going to discuss a little bit. Maybe today I'll, I'll in a few, in a little bit, I'll give um, a little bit of a, a litmus test to know a little bit where you're holding and, and how a person can um, grow in this area without becoming depressed by not being there. I'll never be there. We'll, we'll get to it in a, in a, in a few minutes. So rather this person, he constantly evolves himself at the service of God. Again, that's where I went off and said, even sometimes working out or doing other things that's not actually a limit or saying to him every single second, that could also be the service of God, depending on where your kavana lies. <coughs> Where's your kavana? That's, that's how all of Chavos Levavos works. Chavos Levavos, Levavos Lev, it means the brain and how it affects the heart, but it means how do you think? What's the proper perceptions of life? What's the proper thinking? That's what he's teaching us. Not being swayed by his evil inclination or the indulgences of the world. He's generally not being swayed by these things. He's above them. Then, you have this person, this high-level Jew, according to where he was holding. Each person is different. Then, in turn, such a person will be relieved from the need to exert himself in the search to obtain his sustenance. He'll be like the tzaddik where the man falls to his, to his doorstep. But, <clears throat> one... One very important in the Kuda is that with all of his avodas Hashem, he's davening and he's learning and he's working hard and he's working on his midos. If he doesn't have bitachon, if he doesn't have bitachon, then he'll be like a tzaddik. Kaddish Baruch looks at him as a tzaddik. Hakadosh Baruch drops man to his doorstep, but he'll only see the man that's far away. He'll miss. The man right in front of him. Because if you don't have the bitachon, you could be doing all the other good things. And a person might think, you know what? I have to work in my laziness. So it must be that the man is really far away. So he'll miss. He'll, he'll walk right over the man that's right by his doorstep. He'll totally miss it and walk some faraway place. So we discussed this last week. Sometimes when a Kaddish Baruch gives a person a certain gap, uh, business might not be going exactly according to the, the expectation that he has. But he's not a person who's struggling right now. He has what he needs. So how do you how do you see that situation? Do you see it as Kaddish Baruch wants me to go really far? He wants me to work hard. I have to find deals down farther. Right? I was working in New York. Now I have to go all the way to California. I have to go to China. Does he want us to keep walking further, further, and further? Or does he want us to see that maybe the man is by the door already? I have what I need. And now I can do other things that maybe I don't always have the time to do according to Avodah Hashem. It could even be taking leisure walks and relaxing the brain a little bit, working out. It could be all these different things. Taking up a hobby that you didn't, that you didn't always have time for because you thought you didn't have time for. So if you have the eyes of Bitochem, 
you, you will see properly. If you don't have the eyes of Bitachon, you could be working on a million things in Avodah Hashem, all good, but you might mistaken an Avodah where Kaddish Baruch is saying, listen, I'm giving you an opportunity to do X, and you say, no, no, no I have to work on my Atzalus, and I'm going to, you know, go to China or something. And spend all that time in a totally different area of Avodah Hashem. <clears throat> so we have to remember, this is the most important part of Shabbat Tachon, because we all know a lot of good, we, we, of course we're always trying to work on our meters and our davening and our learning and that's not what we're talking about here necessarily. Here we're talking about Bitachon, how to download this program and to see life, both in our Gashmis and our Ruchnis and everything in between, to see it with the eyes of Bitachon. So you have this tzaddik, if he doesn't have these two reasons. So he says, for the two reasons mentioned above, regarding why a person is required to make efforts to provide for himself, right? There were two reasons that the Chavos of us said, that a person needs to make efforts to provide for himself. One of them is to test of man. For the purpose of testing of man by God to see whether he will choose permitted or forbidden means of obtaining his needs, or whether he will choose to go in the area to think like a Baal Bitochen or not to think like a Baal Bitochen, as we discussed a few weeks ago, and so that a person will not rebel due to the goodness that he enjoys. These two reasons do not apply to him. He's a good guy. He's a Baal Bitochen. He's always using his mind the right way. He's not going to get himself into trouble. He's passing the tests. Eventually, if you pass the tests, you get to the, the job you need or the school you want. You don't have to your whole life take tests. At a certain point, a person does move on. But if we don't, if we don't understand, if we don't see this Chavos Avavos, we don't understand, we might think that we're always in tests. Meaning, a person is in, a person, <clears throat> a person has to understand that at a certain point in life where he's working on something, he's working on a certain Indian, it can be, and I've noticed in myself sometimes, where you're, let's say you're working on, I don't know, Shimon Esra. We'll just take an example. You're working on Shana Esrei, and you're working on having Kavana. And you're trying to have Kavana in the first bracha. And you work on it. You fell asleep the first day. You work on it again. You're spacing out. The third day. Fifth day, got a little bit better. A person might stay in the first bracha of Shana Esrei his entire life. Not realizing that he actually did get to a certain level of Kavana that he was supposed to get to in his Madrega. But he thinks, no, there's, a, there's another test. I have to get even, I have to fine-tune this even more. I have to be like the Baal Shem at this first bracha before I can move on. But that's not his madriga. He already passed a certain test and he can now move on to the second bracha because what he doesn't know is that sometimes working on the first bracha takes working on the second bracha. So a person has to know at a certain point he has to move on. We have certain people who, uh, I'm speaking certainly in Avodah Hashem, I don't know much about Gashmias uh, in Yonim, um, but a person will stay on a certain lower level again and again and again, never even being open to moving on to something else. I'll give you an example. A person will stay, he'll hear Rabbi speak about Panimis Torah, the deeper Svarim. I'm not defining what that is. Each person might be different. I don't know. I'm not ready for that. I don't know. But, but you've been a from Jew and you've been learning like for like 20 years, you know, going to his shurim. <clears throat> Maybe, maybe it's time you move on. Maybe you could. doesn't mean don't learn other things, but maybe, I don't know. I don't know if I can. I have to stay in. When I, when I finish Shas, you know, with Rashi, when I finish Dafyomi for the first time, then maybe I'll move on. It's like a second year in, you know? A person does need maybe personal guidance from a Rebbe. Say, that's why a person needs a Rebbe. You're too close to yourself, no? True. But you need to have the thought in your head to then go to the Rebbe. We don't even think like this. 
But yeah, many times a certain a shaylan bitochen eshtalus. You asked last week how much bitochen how much eshtalus. We'll give a certain general rule, but at the end of the day, you do need to ask a rebbe. But you need to think that it's even a shaylan. We're so boxed into our same twenty years or thirty years or forty years that we've been working, and we 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 just circle around the same stuff again and again, again and again, again and again. Some people, there's certain shamans that can't. They, for one second, they circle around the same box or circle. They go crazy. But for most people, most Jews, we just stay in the same pen. Just going around, around, around. Raise your standards. Raise your standards. <clears throat> so the Chobos of Oz is opening us up to these in Yonim. <clears throat> a person... A person who's in a certain situation that that doesn't look so good. Is there a situation that doesn't look so good? How does a tzaddik, how does a tzaddik think about this situation? Uh, some a sickness, a money loss. What's the first thought of the tzaddik? What is a Kaddish Baruch? First of all, the first thought of the tzaddik is, Kaddish Baruch is doing this. Muskal Rishon. And after we have to, we're going to go back to this big yesod. And then he asks, what does the Kaddish Baruch want me to do in this situation? Right? First, you've got to set yourself clear. This is the Kaddish Baruch This gap in Parnassah, this... Uh, my brain's not working right now, but any, any situation in life, anything that is a little bit... It's either good or bad. Sometimes the good situations we also miss. Whether this is a good situation or it's a stressful, anxious situation. First, we have to stop. This is the Baal Shem Tov says, ah, no. stop, stop, stop. First, set your bearings. It's a Kaddish Baruch Realign yourself. Now the next question is, what does he want from me in this situation? Right? See, the, the non-Baal Bitochen, he has no ability to stop. He can't, when there's a certain situation, a money loss comes in. Immediately, what happens? He feels, this is not good. And then he thinks, what am I going to do to get out of this, this bad feeling? I mean, there's a, there's a money loss coming. There's a sickness coming. This is bad, bad, bad. And then the brain starts to kick in. Well, what do I, now what do I do to get out of this? Versus the Baal Bitochem, the Tzaddik, how does he work? First he says, brain first. This is a Kaddish Baruch. You have to set yourself. Because the Tzaddik knows there's a Nefesh Bahamas that's rumbling around, that automatically wants him to go into depression mode, <coughs> sadness mode, anxiety mode, emergency mode, SOS mode, pick any of them, and then you're, you're off the races, you're, you're in some other place. But Sadik says, one second, let's, let's stop for one minute. Right, we're, not, we're not talking where there's a guy with a gun running at you. We're talking about where, you know, you have a, you have a few minutes, an hours, you know, to, to breathe, to think. Let's stop, let's think for a second. Tzaddik thinks first. It's He thinks first. And then he sets himself according to the rules of Bitochen. First of all, it's a Kaddish Baruch. Second of all, it must be, set yourself, it must be, this is good for me. I don't know how. I don't know why. I don't have to have the details. Set the Amuna straight. Set the Bitochen. It has to be good. It has to be. I don't understand. Like we always say, who cares if you understand? Right? Remember that. 
Who cares if I understand? We get so stuck in understanding everything. Who cares? There's, above, there's one above who does understand. Why are we taking the Echrayas to even understand? Right? Pitochan says, I don't understand. After we set ourselves, we do try to understand. But first, set it clear. I don't have to understand. Right? This is from a Baruch When you have that gap in your own brain, in your own life, then you can start making the proper decisions. The proper pro- process of thought can come in. That's the way the tzaddik goes. This is the person who's... This is the person we're talking about. See, many of us are even on the derech of this, of this high-level tzaddik, but we don't believe that's possible. Can't be. What do you mean? Who's... People here aren't cho- choosing the service of God. They're not choosing to fear Him. They're not trying to, to work on talking in both Torah and worldly matters. They're not working on their, their character traits. How many people here are rebelling against God and, and running away on, on leisure trips? If you would be, you wouldn't be here in the shir, right? On, th- on Sunday morning. And so, it's not so, we're not so off from this person. A person who's thinking bitachon, a person who's thinking about as Hashem, he's coming to shirim on Sunday mornings, we're not so far off. So we have to believe in ourselves. It sounds funny, we tell our kids to believe in themselves, but then we forget about ourselves. It's possible. That doesn't mean to become a Balgaiva, I'm that guy. No, no, no. But maybe I'm on this derech. Memelu what? <clears throat> so we're going to get to it. All right, let's read, let's, let's read this note, and then we'll, and I'll say a certain nakud that I want to get to. By the way, this was Yaakov's complaint with Ruben yesterday. Uh, Pachas Kamayim. It's too... Uh, yeah, oh, tetuous. Oh, that was Rabbi Miller Zafrona's Lechavas in the book. The uh, one of the one of the major major most important outgrowths of bitachon. Right? Bitachon is a klal. Then there's pratim that come from it. Is savlanus? This is exactly what we're just talking about. Savlanus gives a person that gap to think before just reacting. We lose life, and if you look around the world, most people are losing day to day, minute to minute, because they automatically react. Without thinking, which is the entire world of the news, it's like reaction after reaction. It's so far from the truth. It's no. The reason I do the mitzvah is a is a different thing, and it's right, and it's a good madrega, and it comes from a place of of a to move fast. That's the tikkun of all of this. you question yourself you, you have the ability to, to be somebody who acts quickly and knowing that the way you act is correct correct we sometimes we, we, we doubt ourselves that we're doing the right thing when we've been learning this we've been learning this for over a year now it's, it's, it is possible to believe in yourself that you're making the first proper quick reaction it's possible right eventually that's thank you people people they question their, fir- their, their, their motives, their, their, their reactions. Yes, if you're not working the sugi bitachan at all, you're probably not thinking bitachan. But a person who's been working on a sugi for an entire year, okay, albeit once a week, it's possible that you're thinking properly and your first reaction might be the right reaction. It's, it's okay to analyze afterwards, slowly and in a complex, did I make the first right reaction? But we have to move on. It's possible that we're much better than we are and when I hear people downplaying themselves, and then I point to them and I say, 
let me show you all of the reasons why you're wrong about yourself. You're actually at a high level. I, sh- I see this is happening. People are not trusting in their own abilities. Because you know, one of the, one of the problems is, <clears throat> this is a, what's a longer schmooze? What? You're supposed to trust up there. So, so sometimes it becomes from a firm kite of trust. I have to trust in God. I can't trust in myself, which is a big problem. Also, if I trust in myself, that means I'm a Balgaiva. This is such a problem that's going on. Because we don't know the sugi of Gaiva. We don't know, we don't know any of these sugis. So a person thinks, it can't, it can't be that I'm actually right. Because then I'm going to fall into every schmooze I ever heard in life that I'm a big Balgaiva. And I'd rather not be a Balgaiva. So it must be I'm wrong. But then you're just shooting yourself in the foot and you're just staying in the same pen. Right? This is what keeps a person in the same pen. He can't believe that he's actually better because then he thinks that then he's stuck in Gaiva world. Now, a person always has to check himself. But it's okay to think, maybe I made the right decision. You could speak it out with somebody. You could ask, what do you think? Did I make the right move? Yeah. <coughs> we, we have such low belief in ourselves, in Avodah Hashem specifically. In Gashmis, oh, there's not a problem. We know what we're holding. It happens to be there's dollars and cents. It's, it's actually, there is an easier way to know sometimes. But when it comes to Ruchnis, how do you know? How do you know? And if we've been taught wrong, or we understood wrong, or something is off, we're going to make big mistakes in analyzing ourselves in Ruchnis. So we could be making, you know, millions of dollars and still be depressed. But I thought that's what you, but I thought the millions was like the thing you're going for. So shouldn't that make you happy? There's something wrong in the system. There's something wrong. And there could be like a billion things wrong. <coughs> but the sugi of bitachon is like the tikkun klali. Because you could always, you could always trust. Yeah. So when you are, let's say, a single person, then you want to be in the sugi if you're what, a single person? You're a single person. You're a kid, whatever. Oh, you want to be in the mean unmarried specifically or just... Yeah, let, let's say unmarried okay. specifically. You yeah. want to be in the Sylvia. And you're working and let's say there's no other support. Let's, let's use Parnassi because that's the obvious one. And you think you have a chayis for yourself. Right? So then you get married. <clears> let's say you have now a chayis for the spouse. And then you have kids, you have a chayis. So a person is, is trained to think that they have the achais, and you have grandchildren, and you have achais for the children, and the children are getting married. So there is a natural flow of thought, of incorrect thought, that says, yes, I'm doing better all the time, but my my level of achais, klape, staka, and the shul, and this, and the children, the grandchildren, making sure the yeshiva church, and so on, it, 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 it's a natural growth which prevents you in a certain way from swinging to that path that we've been working on for a year. Yeah, did you... Did you there was this podcast there because of the safer there's a certain there's a whole website that they Kahas has been working on there's a whole podcast they, they they interviewed they interviewed me last a few weeks ago because of this safer this Chabura and um, one of the questions they asked me was I think do you think do you think every I think this is what he said every married couple should learn Shabitachan because I was discussing my own he was asking me about my personal connection to the safer I was discussing it and I said to him they should be learning this in high school, then they should learn it again after high school, then they should learn it again when you're married, every step of the way. Exactly. Otherwise, you go off. And we're now standing 20, 30, 40 years in some place where we're good people. 
But in this sugya, we are, we are, we are we're just somewhere out in the boondocks. <clears throat> and now we have to start bringing it back. And a lot of these sugyas, and I think I discussed it once, is that even if, even if we can't make outwardly life changes, so what's that, what are you saying? Are you saying I should change my whole job? I should just be a Bobby Talkin and then throw away, and, and throw away my job? I can't do that. That's not, that's not what we're saying. A, you have to change your brain. That's the goal of the safer. But also, how about we teach our kids? Right? Are we going to let our kids just go in the same non-thinking, non-bitachon path and then wake up at, maybe wake up at 30, 40, 50 and say, oh, I don't know that I could just trust in God and, th- and there's a whole other world that I can realign myself with and still go to work, but be happy. Still have a chryas, but know how to handle it without becoming depressed. So we also have to know this is for us to teach slowly but surely. I'm happy you brought that up. <clears throat> so this is safe for yes, constantly, constantly, remembering, reminding ourselves. <clears throat> and it doesn't have to be necessarily learning the safer. It's get the klalim right and constantly go over them. Usually you need the safer. Okay, so let's, <coughs> let's read. It's a long note. I'm a little bit unsure if I should read it or not. Okay. So, <coughs> happy Tachon. Yeah, which way? <laughs> so, there's, there's Klolim and then there's Pratim. There's Yesodos in life. There's big general rules. Right? We said yesterday in the Chabur in the morning, Yesod is the same gematria as Klal. Same gematria, 80. A Klal, a Yesod. And then there's details. Okay? We're going to read, I'm, I'm, I'm Preparing everybody. This is a and I'm teaching. This is a general claw in life. Is that let's say there's a Devar Torah. We're about to read a Devar Torah about Yosef Tzadik. It's a prat. It's about Yosef. It's going to bring out a claw, a yesod. Even if you don't like how the pratim are going, it's okay. We're not going to ask questions on the pratim. I'm not going to answer any questions about the prat. We're going to get to the yesod, and that's where we're going to go. Everybody understand? Because we can get. This happens in life a lot. We get stuck in details. We totally miss the claw. Totally. One example of this, just people who learn Svarim, is that there's the Sefer and then there's the notes. Right, even here. The Sefer is the Iker. The notes sometimes help with understanding the Sefer, and sometimes they don't. They're just their own world. If you get stuck in the details and the notes, you miss the Sefer. This happens... With relationships, if you get stuck in the details of a relationship, you miss the entire person. This happens in, in Ruchnas in general. And we miss it at work. This is a, we have to remember, there's Iker, there's Tafel, there's details, and then there's general rules. We have to become Mevinim in what the difference is between the two. And to be able to spot when is this a Prat and when is it a Klal. Don't mix the two up. Mm-hmm. We make big mistakes in life, in every area. Gashas and Ruchnas. When we do that, I'm sure in, in, the, in the business world, you all, you have seen this. So let's read the page 90 on the bottom. I'm going to read pretty fast. <clears throat> the concept that certain righteous people are exempt from and even punished for making any type of vessel for their sustenance and blessing. So this they, they add. <coughs> nah, I can't. <laughs> it's very hard for me to read even one line without stopping. You see what they said here? The concept that certain righteous people are exempt from, that's what we're discussing. You could be exempt according to where you're holding an Avodah Hashem. You might be exempt from certain areas of Ashtadas. But then they, they write, 
and even punished for, which is going to be the sugi of Yosef, at Tzadik, if you don't live up to your madrega, HaKadosh Baruch Hu's, either he might take it away from you, or he's going to force you to recognize that. And if you have the wrong eyes, you might not see that he's forcing you in the right direction. You might think that he's pulling things away from you. Generally, he's forcing us into the right direction. But if you don't have the right eyes, you might just see this darkness rather than a light <coughs> within the darkness. Could you give an example? I don't know what you're saying. It's, it's too vague. So let's see, let's see what this sugi of Yosef, yeah? <laughs> he says, making any type of vessel for their sustenance and blessing is evident from the teaching. So sometimes a person could even be punished for making a vessel. Now, punishment according to us is what? In this, in this Chabura, how do we learn what punishment is? Is there punishment? Din. Well, how do we look at it? It's realigning me. It's in my best interest. It's my best interest to realign me towards my greatest koach, my greatest strengths. That, that's what, that which is inside of me, Kaddish Baruch is forcing it out. If I'm not going to go in the right direction, I'm going off, so he has to whack me back into position to bring me to the right, to the... That's what a punishment is. What eyes are you looking at it with? If you're looking at it with the eyes of Bitachon, you trust that this is good. So Kaddish Baruch realigning me. If you don't have the eyes of Bitachon, you look at it as just, I'm getting whacked in the darkness because of some sin I did 30 years ago or something. Kaddish Baruch has to take revenge on me. He's, he has unfinished business with me. That's, that's not this sugya. When Yosef was in the Egyptian prison, he asked the butler who was, in pri- who was in the prison with him to mention him in front of Paro, said he would be freed. However, we told that Yosef was forgotten. <coughs> Rashi explains that Yosef's being forgotten was a punishment for asking the butler to intervene and not placing his full trust in God. Rabbeinu Bechai explains, God forbid that Yosef placed his trust in the butler. Rather, his trust was in God alone. Nonetheless, Yosef thought that God prepared. His mistake was not in Bitochen, his mistake was in Hishtadlis. He thought that God had prepared the butler for him to be the messenger through which God would perform the miracles of his freedom. So he thought that the, the Saramashkim was his way out, sent by God. He was all aligned. It's a Kaddish Baruch doing this, I'm in jail because of him, but a Kaddish Baruch sent, wants me to get out, and he sent the Saramashkim to be the vehicle. Sounds good. However, this was a mistake. He thought that he needed a natural vessel for God's blessings. However, a righteous man like Yosef should have known that he does not need natural paths through which the blessings should flow because God is the source of all vessels and blessings and he should have placed his trust in God alone. Let's keep reading. This needs further clarification. This, that was Rabbeinu Bachai. What does that mean? That sounds... So I should never do anything? Ever? Now, first of all, we're talking about a tzaddik. Someone who's at a certain madrega. This needs further clarification. The author here teaches that it is an obligation to make a natural vessel for God's blessings. That's what the Chalvah is teaching us. You need to do a shtadlis. What then was Yosef's sin? The answer is that there are in general two types of people. Those whom the materialistic world affects and those who are above the world even while they live in the world. Again, there are those that the materialistic world affects and those who are above the world even while they live in the world and for most people here, we're stuck somewhere in between. This is where it gets gray for a lot of people. Because if you make a mistake and you think you're only in the materialistic world, 
and you don't realize that you're actually in some ways above the materialistic world, then you will get drawn into a place that's not you, and you'll just stay in the same cyclical pen for your entire life. The worldly Jew's character and soul level (coughs) is one that relates and is compatible with the world. This person, as righteous as he might be, needs to take steps to seclude himself from the temptation, challenges, and the struggles of this world. Normal. This person also works with the rules of the world. Such a person needs to make vessels for his blessings. The other worldly Jew, the Lamailam and Ateva Jew, lives in the world, but remains above it. His living in the world does not take away from his relationship with God. He can walk in the ways of the land while remaining truly devoted to God. This person does not work with the rules of the world because he lives above them. Such a person needs to place his trust in God alone. Many righteous men, such as Yaakov's sons who were shepherds, they were worldly Jews who wanted to remain separate from worldly temptations because they were afraid of them. This is, this is Lubavitch Rebbe speaking. <clears throat> Therefore, they found a vocation that allowed them to remain devoted to God. They were shepherds. Yosef, however, was an otherworldly Jew. The world could not detract from his devotion to God, which is why he was able to and did in fact become a viceroy in Egypt, because the worldly affairs posed no obstacles. This is why Yosef was punished for making a vessel for his freedom. As Rabbeinu Bechai explains, because on his spiritual standing, he should have been aware that he was one with God and he need not worry about natural vessels. According to his Madrega, when he, he thought that a Kaddish was going to send the Saramashkim, it was in a slight way, he was, he was worried, maybe this is the vessel that a Kaddish was sending him. This is also true in an ordinary person's life. Often a person sees that he needs to put an effort into something to achieve it, because at the moment, and for that achievement, the world is an obstacle. Therefore, he needs to take natural me- measures to achieve his goal. There are, however, times when a person realizes that things are moving in a miraculous manner. In such a case, if he does not make a vessel, he's not relying on a miracle, the miracle is happening. He doesn't need to make a vessel if he's, if he's able to see these miracles that are happening. And it's from, straight from God. Or occasionally a person is in a situation where no natural vessel will help. In such a case, a person must realize that the hand of God is directly orchestrating these experiences and needs to place his trust in God alone. <clears throat> so, so can I ask you a question? Maybe. <laughs> so that last piece you just said so you're talking about a person who is not not, not a Yosef type person that is um, what was the word thing you said <clears throat> not, not worldly but uh, worldly no Yosef wasn't Yosef was otherworldly then we have worldly otherworldly right, so we're talking about now this last piece that you just said is not the otherworldly but the worldly the last, last paragraph is the otherworldly. Is the miracle Jew who sees the miracles. There are, however, times when a person realizes that things are moving in a miraculous manner. So we're talking about not the otherworldly person, but the worldly person who sees that even though they usually do world, they live worldly, right? They see that, that it's, it, things are happening in an otherworldly way. In other words, creating... It, it, it's, right? I'm with the column. In such a case, if he so does might, not make a vessel, he's not relying on uh, he's not relying on a miracle. In other words, normally he creates the vessel because he's worldly. 
but he realizes that things are happening that are otherworldly, and therefore he does not uh-huh. creating okay. a, a creating a vessel won't help here because there is no vessel that okay. can be created. Okay. To, to, to capture this. So this is estimating who he is. This is the this is the no, ordinary person. It's the ordinary person properly and realizing that the things that are happening are not the way it usually happens. And he, he shouldn't he shouldn't do he can't do what he usually does. Um, and he has to allow and there's no vessel to create. Right? That's, I think that's what he's saying. I, it could be. Yeah, it could be. I read that too fast. No, no, it's Bring it down. Yeah. So the, the last two paragraphs are discussing an ordinary person, the worldly Jew, where he, he's able to see sometimes he needs to put in the, the regular Ishtadlis, and sometimes he realizes, he sees that this is not for my Ishtadlis. But the way he's now explaining this is a way that we can understand how Yosef Atadik couldn't understand his brothers. You could use it for a lot of details. Because of the fact, because of the fact that how can an all-the-worldly person see things in a worldly way. And you could say the same thing about the brothers. How can a worldly person understand what it is to be otherworldly because they're, they're not there? So I don't want to get into the details, but this is what we see in the Pesachim a lot of times. Yosef keeps saying, am I in place of God? Am I in place of God? Exactly. I mean, there was this, this, this certain yeah. uh, difference between the two. Yeah. So <clears throat> what I want to point out is that so Yosef, according to however we say it, we're nowhere near, we're not even the toenails of Yosef Atzadik. But according to Chazal, there was a certain mistake. Even though, if we were in a situation, we all would have made the same choice. Maybe the Sar Mashkim is the messenger of God. So what was Yosef supposed to do, according to this Rabbeinu Bechaya? He was supposed to interpret the dreams of, of, of the Sar Mashkim and just go on his merry way. Still hoping and trusting that Kodesh Baruch Hu takes care of him. But it would be in a clearer fashion. Right? I mean, what, 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 was, what was Yosef supposed to expect? That the doors would just open up? He doesn't expect anything. He, just is, he has to live with an inner feeling of bitachon, of trust, and not worry, and not then grope, maybe, or in the darkness. For maybe this is the messenger. Right? It wasn't clear. It was a few steps removed. Maybe this guy will get out. Maybe this guy will then tell Paro about what I did, and then maybe Paro will... It's a lot of steps. The, the, the madrig of Yosef Tzadik was that he should have... And again, we're not... We're not is that he should have felt in his heart whether this, was, whether this was the right decision or not. Not use his head here. Because the sugi of bitachon is supposed to train our heart. Right, what's the tachlis of bitachon? The tachlis. The tachlis is to get to a place of yishavadas, menuchas and nefesh, simcha, a calm soul, a calm spirit. We need to learn in our brain first what it means, who is God, why should I trust, what is trust, we've learned that whole thing, and then hopefully it's going to enter into our hearts, and then we can trust. What we have to start doing is start to pay attention to our hearts. Because our heart is going to be the litmus test to where we're holding in Bitochem. Yes? Right? If all of Bitochem is in the heart, not in the head, it's in the heart. So my heart can be 100% Baal Bitochem. It's always at ease. 
never rushing, never pushing. Sometimes it could be zero bitachon. I'm, I'm always thinking it's, everything's on me. I'm crazy. Everything's in every area of life I have to do. And then for most of us, we're somewhere in the middle between 100 and zero, right? So how do you know where you're holding is going to be a person paying attention to himself, to where his heart is holding. Not a simple thing to do. It's not a simple thing. There is no actual paper. There's no limit says you can't just take a, you know, a strip, put it in the water and see what number pH level the water is. It's going to be dependent on Kodesh Baruch testing us in certain ways and a person, re- however he reacts, meaning hopefully proper reaction with the head first, setting himself and then seeing where his heart's holding. And then a person once a week, how did I do this week in my, how was my heart this week? Was it, was it better? Was it worse? Right? This is the only way that a person can really know where he's holding and be talking. It depends where the heart is. Think about how many situations this week didn't affect me. There's, we, there were so many situations that happened at work today, and you know, they didn't affect me. Only that one at the end of the, of the week made me crazy. And then what does a person say? Oh, I was such a loser this week. I got upset about this thing. I thought I was holding it at a higher level. I clearly not. Then you have to stop this person. What do you mean? Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, you were great. Focus on that. Don't focus, focus on the one loss. This is the same thing. We stay in that pen because we don't focus on our wins. We only focus on our losses. It's the same kind of sugya going again and again. What did I say? You, when, you said, when we were speaking about Yosef HaTzadik, his problem was not that he relied on a worldly vessel as much as he mamish asked him. If he had stopped short of asking him and let it proceed, he would have been okay. He wasn't waiting for a miraculous, non-earthly way of doing it. His only problem was it was going well, and there was an earthly vessel, but he didn't have faith in the earthly vessel. He shouldn't have asked. I think that was his only problem, right? Not that you mean, he went through you that. mean You mean what? Yosef should have interpreted the dream, and then in the back of his head think, maybe God sent this guy with the dreams, and maybe this will make my way out, but well, not say anything. Alone, but not ask. And that was the problem. Right? I, I don't want to say yes, no, who do I, what do I know? But, but no, what I'm saying, it could be. We're not saying that he was, it was no, your brain, to be in a non, uh, like a total, like, a miracle. It wasn't right. And also, not to dis- disconnect yourself from life totally. Like, don't think anything. No, it's, it's okay. It's okay. Maybe this is what God's sending, but always. Right? Again, Yosef goes and he interprets the dreams. And in the back of his head, somewhere, maybe. HaKadosh Baruch sending this Armashkin with this, 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 and he'll get me out. But he oh. shouldn't have even thought But what, what's, the, what's the next thought? Always. Maybe not. Because it's not up to what I think, it's up to God. So, so what's wrong if he asks, but is totally at peace, whichever way it goes? I think, I think what Chazal understood, and Rabbi Nebuchadnezzar understood, is that he wasn't at 100% peace. The fact that he had to ask was a telling sign, maybe, maybe, with 100 maybes. Well, you know, person. Because those are the psukim. Those are the psukim. The psukim says, I didn't do anything that threw me into the hole. I mean, he was not at peace. And we're not judging Yosef. Obviously not. Right. So you see, you see that it was. And, and the Torah is telling us that you see from here, Yosef should have held himself at a higher level. And that was the Kaddish says, Now you have two more years to stay in, in jail to realize that you're actually better than you thought you were. So the jail time, the extra two years, was not to punish Yosef, right? we have to look at it in a different way, was to train Yosef into a high level of bitachon to realize I'm actually better than I thought. Because otherwise, why am I here? 
Kaddish Baruch must be squeezing me to show me well, that I'm a higher madrega. Right, exactly, 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 exactly. That's that's how he got out. Because if Yosef didn't come to that conclusion, he, he never would have gotten out. Listen to the way he answers Paro. He says, it's, it's not me. Abiladai. That, that was when everything changed. Game changer. Right, Yosef, just look at his life in like a physical way. He starts with Yaakov in, in Canaan, the highest. Slowly he goes down to, 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 to Shechem. He gets messed up. Then he gets sent down, like, with us. Then he gets sent down to Mitzrayim. Then he's not just in Mitzrayim, then he goes down into a pit. He kept going lower and lower and lower four times. And then from that pit, from the deepest, darkest place, rock bottom mamish, he finally shot up to the top. In one moment. He finally hit that place. It doesn't have to, you don't have to come crawling out all the time. It's we need to get, Kodesh Baruch wants to get you to that realization of who you are, what you can be. And then the second you get that, you don't have to climb your way out. You're at the top, right where you started, even higher. And we should be